Don't be afraid to ask for help. That was a big one for me. I didn't know how. Help is a phone call away. Check in with each other. Reach out to people that maybe you haven't spoken to in a while. We all need confirmation that everything's going to be okay. Absolutely. Despite what we're going through, reach out and lift someone up. Please join us every week for a new episode of Understanding the Human Condition with Dr. James Flowers. Dr. Flowers and his most admired mentors, respected colleagues, and VIP guests will share valuable insight into underlying health causes, conditions, and issues. These in-depth yet approachable episodes are a great resource for both private individuals and industry professionals. Our esteemed host, Dr. James Flowers, is one of the most recognized and respected names in the field of chronic pain, mental health, and substance use disorders, both nationally and internationally. Dr. Flowers is the founder of J. Flowers Health Institute, located in Houston, Texas. For more information about J. Flowers Health Institute and its concierge services, go to jflowershealth.com or dial 713-783-6655. And be sure to mention this podcast. Welcome, everyone, to Understanding the Human Condition. I'm your host, Dr. James Flowers. My lovely co-host, Robin French, is here with me. Good morning. Hey, Dr. Flowers. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, Super, super excited. After Super Bowl weekend in Los Angeles, we had an amazing time, but I'm even more excited about our guest today. We have the amazing eight-time, correct, Grammy-winning, award-winning person, Philip Lawrence. Yeah, and the crowd goes wild, and everybody goes crazy. Yeah, what's up? I love it. Loving the glasses. Good morning. Thank you. Yes, I thought I might spice it up a little bit. Oh, you did. You did. We're so excited to have you. When when he came on and the screenshot came on, I got a little envious because I said uh, he and I were just chatting, and I said, "You are you in L.A. or Palm Springs?" Because I was in both over the last week. Right. That's right. I love the mid-century modern sort of yeah. vibe with mm-hmm. the palm trees. You nailed uh, absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. So beautiful background. Yep. Are you in your Are you in your uh, study or where are you today? This is right in sort of the main uh, living space, but it's overlooking like because we're sort of in the hills. Yeah. Right. So we're looking at the mountains in the background. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's a great space for creativity. I bet. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. And meditation. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I did a little hiking last week while I was there in Laurel Canyon and Runyon Canyon, and that was fun up in the hills. Love it. Yeah, yeah Runyon Canyon is one of my favorite places to go. Is it? Yeah. Parking. I, I can parking. always judge how how good I'm in shape by Runyon Canyon. You know what? Oh, God. Let me just tell you. <laughs> it, it was a horrible morning for me because I hadn't been to Runyon Canyon. Houston's flat, you know. Right. And I go to L.A., and I'm so excited to be back at Runyon Canyon. And about 20, 20 minutes into it, I'm like, holy crap. I cannot believe that I am out of breath. I should be able to do this better than I'm doing it this morning. So you hit that on the exposure. I was like, it just opened me wide up, right? Oh, yeah. Geez. I know. Yeah, I was a little embarrassed with the folks I was with. <laughs> well, to everyone listening, Philip is best known for more than a decade of collaboration with Bruno Mars and so many others. At the height of his success and dealing with the challenges of superstardom as well as life on the road, Phil began an inward journey that began with his sobriety just over four years ago. His life looks very different than it did before, and what he has gained in his humility, as well as his new design for living, and some of the most creative years to be seen 
yet. Absolutely. Wow. Amazing. Mm -hmm. There's so much more to the bio. We wanted you to kind of tell us some of your amazing history, but I just wanted to start with saying, A, congrats on four years. Yeah. That that is huge. That is absolutely huge. If you don't mind, I'd love for you to tell just a little bit of your story. Can you do that? And what brought you to sobriety? I can. I can. I feel about. I feel like I should start high. I feel about alcoholic. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Um, you know, it, mine is is a journey of I think you know accepting the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, for a long time, I sort of believed a false truth about myself. You know, that I was this artist that was willing and and ready to do whatever. You yeah. know, to to and and there wasn't really this sort of anchor that was keeping me from, you know, trying everything, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, and I think there, there's a part of me that, you know, I, I, I began singing at a very, very early age. I come from a very musical family. My mom was a choir director. Dad was a deacon, uh-huh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, and my brother and sister and I, we sang in church every Sunday and, and, you know, even if we didn't want to, yeah, mom that's was right. not having it sure. any other way. Yeah. Where, where was and, that by the way? I was in Indiana. Okay. Grew up in, in the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. Midwesterner. Woohoo. Yeah. yeah. Midwest. Yeah, you're yeah. Midwestern? Yeah. Yes, I am. Illinois. Born in Wisconsin, Illinois. raised yeah. in Illinois. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We used to we used to party in Carbondale. Oh, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. That's us and a lot of other people. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I think early on I I began to use music as my identity. Yeah. I began to think that that was who I was. And as I look back on that now, I realize, um, A, that that's not who I am. It's yeah. just what I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and B, there is a false sense of validation, I think, as a performer. Yeah. You know, when we're on stage, we're so used and so ready for that applause. Yeah. You know, and f- performing for such a young age, I became, you know, not only addicted to that, but conditioned that, you know, wherever I go, I'm going to be applauded for. And that's my validation that ensures that, okay, I'm I'm doing okay. I'm in the right place. And so I think I just sort of chased that feeling my whole life. And, you know, there's a part of that that drove me to the success that I was able to achieve, you know, which, you know, which is a great thing. Um, But then the sort of stereotypical trappings of the entertainment industry that I swore up and down I would never fall victim mm-hmm. to, right? Like, you read these stories, you're like, oh, that'll, that'll never be me, you yeah. know? How could I do some of those things? Like, oh my God, he spent that much money? How did he do that? Yeah. He's an idiot, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. And what I learned is that a lot of times, you know, until you're in that position, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. just don't quite know what you're gonna do. If, and the biggest if for me was, if you don't know who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, once you make the journey, as I had that started four years ago, into discovering, and I think, and I think it's an onward journey that we're going to go through until the day we die. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're always, hopefully, mm-hmm. we're always evolving and we're learning about who we are and, mm-hmm. and how we can be of service to the world around us. But until that happens, and until that happened for me, uh, it was anything goes, yeah. you know? And so all of these things, you know, I had gotten married and, you know, my wife and I have four children and, and I would do these things 
that would not only harm myself, but harm my marriage. And, mm. you know, I would always say, why do I, you know, why am I doing this? It's not who I am and it's not what I want to do, you know, yeah. but it's, it's this default it's wiring, yeah. you know, that I had for so many years that when I find, when, when life had finally beat me down enough yeah. and I had caused enough pain, yeah. um, not only to myself, but also, you know, to my family and, and others. And I think, you know, I felt like I had become more of a liability than an asset. Right. Mm. It was time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was a moment that happened, you know, in the midst of, you know, the great success, you know, that Bruno and I had, had achieved where I was faced with the life before. Yeah. And faced with a choice of, okay, all right, it's all catching up to you now, yeah. my man. Mm-hmm. Who do you want to be and what are you going to do? Mm. And, you know, my wife was like, all right, I'm leaving your booty. Yeah. <laughs> um, How old but, are the kids? Yeah. How old? How old? Yeah, at the time. At the time, so now they're 12, 11, 6, and 5. Okay, okay. So got it. So subtract four across yeah, the board. Exactly. Right? So they're, they're young, you yeah. know, but old enough, you know, yeah. that really be impacted by sure. you know, my behavior. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, so that, so that happened. And, you know, my wife sort of gave me an ultimatum. You know, you, yeah. you need to get help. Right. And I went to the Betty Ford Center. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning of my life. Changing. Amazing. Yeah. So yeah. did you, so you had an external voice, i.e. your wife saying, you need help. You need to go get help. You need to do this or I'm leaving. And then you had an internal acceptance. It sounds like finally you came to a point of, oh, I'm going to lose my wife and family or I'm going to go to the Betty Ford Center. Did you have, uh, was there an intervention involved? There wasn't an intervention, yeah. but you know, what's interesting. I was ready. Yeah. Mm. I was tired. Yeah. 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 And probably sick of being of, sick of that, in the morning, yeah. right? Sick of being sick. Yeah. yeah. And sick of apologizing and sick yeah. of making excuses and, oh, I didn't really mean that. And, yeah. you know, all of these things that I thought was my identity. Yeah. yeah. I had adopted these belief yeah. systems that I thought who I was, you know, yeah. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to lie. I'm going to party. I'm right. going to be the life of the party. I'm going to drink more than anyone else. I'm yeah. going to do that, you know? And yeah. So as a, as a Grammy award winning artist, um, did anyone ever tell you at the time you were going to Betty Ford, did anyone ever talk to you about the foundation arm of the Grammys music cares? They did. Yeah. They did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I was introduced to some phenomenal people yeah. from music. Cares. Yeah. Did you ever, uh, do you know, Shireen Janty? I didn't meet Shireen, but I met Harold. Oh, Harold. Oh, Harold right, Owens. Yeah. We're interviewing Ooh, him in a few Owens, weeks. Who's an icon. Mm-hmm. He, he's going to be on the podcast here in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh, he is. What? Well, tell him I say, what's up? I, I will. I will. What an amazing man. Harold yeah. and, and his life and his story and one of my really good personal friends and colleagues. And what an amazing man. And, you know, the Betty Ford Center has just a history of excellence. And and I had a personal relationship many, many years ago with the Betty Ford Center, a professional relationship with Betty Ford. And the woman, Betty Ford, actually, was, was an mm. amazing, my God, what a story and what amazing human being. So I'm so glad that you had that opportunity and, and that and here you are today. Yeah. Right? Yeah, How do right. you, what advice would you give? You know, I'm fortunate in that I get to go, um, I'm not a musician, I'm not an artist. Um, I treat a lot of musicians and artists at J. Flowers Health Institute. 
and work with the Grammys Foundation quite a bit. And so I, I go to a lot of events backstage, and boy, do I see, like you see, a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. And what advice do you give when you see an artist that's struggling, and you know it in your heart, and you know it in your mind, and you see them? What advice would you give either young artist or 70-year-old artist that are struggling and, <clears throat> and, and would benefit from a life of recovery, right? And yeah. just don't know how to get there. Right. Yeah, it's... it's, it's you know, that, that's a bit of a loaded question, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's, there's this sort of laundry list of things that, that we can begin to pay attention to uh, around taking care of ourselves. Yeah. You know, and in our industry, it's really important to just pay attention to who's around you right. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, Good who's advice. co-signing your stuff. Yeah. You know, and, you know, what, what I learned and, and what I often tell kids that I meet is that it's awesome to chase your dreams and it's important to yeah. follow your dreams to be driven into, you know, sacrifice things for them. Yeah. But don't sacrifice yourself along the way. Absolutely. Get to know yourself along the journey. Take stock in your actions and who you are and seek out people that you admire and try to Mm -hmm. sort of pick their brain. Mm -hmm. You know, how did you get there? What are some of the things that you learned? You know, it's, it's really just trying to have some sort of self-awareness because i think what happens and i know what happened for me is as an artist it's such a long arduous you know challenging road that you know by the very nature of of trying to be successful we almost have to have blinders on yeah yeah we have to give so much of ourselves in order to achieve whatever it is we're, we're, we're going after so you know for me it was this, you know, I was thinking of this. And so, so many other things were left by the wayside yeah. in terms of my, sure. my personality and, and my behavior. Yeah. So if, you know, my, my advice would be to just open the blinders a bit, yeah. you know, yeah. really pay attention to the periphery of, of, of what you're doing in search of where you're trying to go. Absolutely. That's amazing. You know, and I'm sure the collaboration that you had with so many amazing artists prior to recovery and post recovery, both amazing experiences, but today's collaboration is probably looks a whole lot different, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me in in life in general is just my awareness of the moment, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. my being present, Yeah. you know, my being where my feet are. Yeah. And so there's a level of appreciation and gratitude that comes with, Oh my goodness, look at what I get to do. Yeah. Yeah. Look at where I am. Look at the beautiful life that God has gifted me with. Yeah. You know, and I think before I, I was, ex, you know, I was appreciative and I was, you know, certainly grateful, but there was just this go, go, go mentality of what's mm-hmm. next, what's yeah. next, mm-hmm. what's next. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and very rarely get a chance to, you know, stop and smell the roses and say, hey, Right. Something I'd love to talk about, yeah. if, if you don't mind also talking about going to the Betty Ford Center and being in recovery, you know, uh, as an African-American in treatment centers all over the United States, unfortunately, we don't see a lot. We don't see a large percentage of a treatment center being African-American. And I've been in every treatment center around the country practically. Right. And their percentage is very low. 
Mm. And, and, you know, we always talk about in, in your community that we go to the church, right? We go to the church. We tend, tend to talk to our pastors and work on it within the family. Talk a little bit about the experience of being African-American in recovery and, and helping others, other African-Americans in recovery. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I come from Indiana, so, yep. you know, there's, there's a, there's a lot of challenges that come from, you know, <laughs> yeah. where I grew up. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of used to being of amongst, you know, a few amongst many. Right. You know? Yeah. You know, even, even in my high school. And it's, it's interesting, you know, all, all of the schools that I went to from elementary to middle school to high school were 95% white. Yeah. 5% black. And in college, I chose to go to a black college so that I could have a different, you know, experience. Absolutely. And boy, what a different experience. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, oh. it, clearly it, it, it did you good. <laughs> yes, it did. It really, really did. But I think, you know, I, I think that there are a myriad of reasons why, you know, we just don't see, you know, as many black faces. Yeah. You know, and, you know, access, yeah. you know, access and understanding, you know, I think going to church and having faith is massively important Absolutely. in your life in general. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, but what I've learned is that you still need tools. Mm-hmm. You still need guidance. You still need a design. There is still only so much that, you know, from, from my experience that certain churches and maybe there are other churches that are a little bit more equipped with, you know, yeah. with what they offer their congregation, but in, in terms of like how to get sober and what that looks like, right? Right. You know, because we have this it. sort of belief yep. system, we pray it away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. Yeah. You keep praying, baby. Uh-huh. You know, and that, that's all you need. It's going to get you better. Know, it's going to be all right. It's going to get better. Yeah. And that's just not true. Yep. You know, the truth is, we get better by what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all in the action that we take. You know, it's and I love that in AA, the idea that knowledge alone is not going to keep me sober. That is exactly yeah. right. Yeah. That's what I experienced, you know, in my marriage. It's like just because I don't want to do the things that I'm doing, I still don't know how to not do that. Right. You know, so, you know, I've made it a point to, you know, because I live in the valley in L.A. And, you know, a lot of the meetings that I go to are not black heavy, right. (laughs) You know, to vary it up, you know, because I know like, as a matter of fact, in about four, about 30 minutes, my sponsee uh, is going to come here and we're going to go through the first three steps and he's black. I love it. Yeah. And one of the things he said to me was, he was like, man, it was so great to see somebody that looks like me that is in recovery that can take me through the steps and speak to an experience that maybe someone else may not have. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's just so important for guys like myself and Harold, yeah. you know, to make ourselves available to say, hey, I'm here. There's there's a story that I can maybe share with you that will help you. And here's another way. Yeah. Thank you. And I always tell Harold the same thing. But thank you for being such a role model to black men and black women who are struggling and you being able to tell them there is recovery. There is another life. Let me tell you how to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Let me let me just give you a little bit of guidance here. And then our encouraging treatment centers also in our industry. For sure. Um, really to have better access, right? Mm-hmm. We all need to provide better access to everyone, right? So thank you for that. Absolutely. I want to hear about this artisan recovery event that you played at. Tell us about that. Yeah, artist, you know, there's there's a good friend of mine who is actually in one of the uh one of my he's a member of my home group uh in Studio City. 
Uh, shout out to Moore Park. What's up, Moore Park? Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Lee, and we had just become friendly, and he was uh, putting together this event that was celebrating and honoring Lee Steinberg. And uh, what is her name? I'm gonna. I keep forgetting her name, but she's a news, uh, a relatively famous news reporter in L.A. Oh, and I know who you're talking about. L.A. And I cannot think of her name, but you're right. She has like ten years, and I she's think- got ten. And she just wrote this incredible book about her journey being sober. That's funny and. Absolutely. I can't place her name. He asked if I would perform at the event. Oh, cool. Wow. And, you know, he was like, you can kind of do whatever you want. And so the typical thing would be to sing, you know, an inspirational song, you know, Amazing Grace or something, you know. Yeah. But I decided to do some homework on both of their stories. And I wrote an original song. Oh, Wow. And I that performed is, live, uh, and it was it was amazing. That is so cool. And listen, when Lee Steinberg calls, you answer. Oh, <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> you know, we we had an amazing opportunity last week in Los Angeles to sponsor the Brain Health Room for TBI and brain traumatic brain injury prevention uh, in NFL and high school and even elementary school. Uh, kids uh, at Lee Steinberg's 35th annual Super Bowl party and at the Sony Studios this last weekend and it was absolutely amazing and when he asked us to do it you just don't say no to Lee Steinberg right. you know, not a, <laughs> and what a story movie. he has right? oh. what a story do you realize that he is responsible for over 800 million dollars in philanthropic uh, donations as well through both himself and his players I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, wow. just amazing. And what a, what a story he has. It's, it's just amazing. So it was a great event. Well, I had to stay behind and help I hold know. the fort down. You had down. to run the office. Hold the fort down. <laughs> I might have got to. I didn't yeah. get to see any of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but next year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tell us about your TV show. You have a TV show coming out. Who, me? What? What, what is that about? Yeah, you're not going to tell us oh, much. Ro- Robin, Robin told me not to bring it up, but I'm bringing it up. No. I'm bringing Thank it up. Thank you. I just broke the secret. Uh-oh. <laughs> now, I'm not allowed. There's certain things I can't say. Sure. You know, not 100% official yet, but yeah. it's 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 one of the many gifts of sobriety. Yeah. Mm. You know, when I, when I sort of, you know, got off the road and um, started to work on myself, it started to open up the doors for other things that I always wanted to do. And, and, you know, one of them is act and be a TV host and, you know, all these things. And so I'm going to be the host of a new CBS show. No, go me, go me, go me, go me. Go you. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. And it's so cool. Super exciting. It's very exciting, and it's, it's it's a great concept. It's called Come Dance With Me. Okay. And um, it'll be out soon. And it's really, CBS is sort of throwing their hat in the ring with the dance shows. So, you know, like, uh, so you think you can dance and shows like that. But it takes these professional kid dancers who are phenomenal mm-hmm. from the ages of like 8 to 14. And they get to ask a parent to come dance with them. Oh. A parent who doesn't dance. That is amazing. 
and they pair them together and they we've hired these professional choreographers to teach them these incredibly intricate routines and wow. they're competing for the grand prize to see who will be wow. left exactly. standing in the end that's amazing in so many ways one mm-hmm. that you're doing it with adolescents and children and then you're doing it with their parents right mm-hmm. and building that relationship as well right and having that it's time so cool. and that bond that's so cool that's good i TV. know i would be the most awkward person out there going the white boy dance you know <laughs> somebody needs to give me a little rhythm because i don't have any <laughs> i've never seen you dance i can't sing i can't carry a tune in a bucket i can't dance Yes, but I you're can talk brilliant. About the brain, you are brilliant in the field it. of chronic pain and <laughs> mental health. We've got to have you on the show because by the end of it, you'll be like, "Hey now, hey now, hours. come on, okay, call, okay. yeah, give us a call." <laughs> I'd love to see that. <laughs> exactly. That would be great. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, roses and thorns. What was the highest part of your professional career, and what was the lowest part of your professional career? Wow. Yeah. That's a great <laughs> question. You, it, it's interesting. I, I think it happened on the same night. Ah. I love it. The okay. same experience. Really? Yeah, and it was sort of the catalyst that brought me, you know, to this journey and, and to recovery. Uh. I was at the height of my career, and we were nominated for, you know, awards. I won't say which which award show. Sure. Um, but it's the pinnacle in music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, something that as a kid, this is what you dream about. Yeah. This is what you do, everything that you're doing for a moment like this. And we were being celebrated for, you know, an album that we had worked really hard on and we're very proud of. And every category that we were nominated in, we won. Wow. From from our engineer to like everybody on the team won. And it was just historical, monumental, and all of the the beautiful things about everything you you dream about. That you can can dream about. On the flip side of that, the day before this event, my wife had gotten a call from a girl that I had been with mm. overseas somewhere. And, you know, we were speaking about that tired thing, mm-hmm. you know, that I was experiencing in the months leading to this moment. Mm-hmm. And she asked me about it. You know, my wife said, is this true? Generally, I would say it's a rumor. It's a lie. Ah, it's nothing. It's whatever. You know how people are. Right. I said, it's true. And I need help. Yeah. This is the day before the biggest day. Wow. Yeah. So you, when you, t- it's funny, you know, you talk about the roses and thorns. That's exactly what that was. And, and so amazing. What I realized is that, wow, here is this thing that I've dreamt about. Yeah. My whole life. Mm-hmm. And I can't even enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Because of my addiction and my disease and behavior, mm-hmm. I can't even enjoy this thing that happens to a handful of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the statistics Something of you getting to where you are are slim. The fact that you got very, there, very exactly. slim. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I realized that I had I had misdefined success. Yeah. I was not successful. Yeah. I thought I was. Mm. Success cannot be appreciated if you can't enjoy it. Right. Yeah. You can't call it success if that's what's happening. So that was the moment I was like, you know, it's the first time I didn't lie to her. And I said, it's true, you know, and, and, and something's got to change. For you. Yeah. And that began the journey. Yeah. 
Congratulations. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. You know, speaking of the, the slim chances of, of getting where he is today, I was, at, again, in L.A. last week, and I stayed at the Sunset Marquee. And, you know, yeah. they have the Morrison studio right there in, in the front with all the photos of, you know, historic figures and, and music, right? And I was looking at the walls, and there was Amy Winehouse, right? These, these beautiful photos of Amy Winehouse mm-hmm. performing at the peak of her career. And then I looked on another wall, and there was Michael Jackson. There was two or three of Michael Jackson. And I was looking over here, flipping through some, and there was Prince. And then I looked through... And there were so many other artists. There's tons of hugely successful artists that are continue to be successful. But what I noticed in my mind is flipping through and looking at these walls, yeah. it just They're hit gone. me how many people lose their lives to addiction. Mm-hmm. And you didn't do it. Mm. Right? Yep. By the grace of God, mm-hmm. you're sitting here today. It's, it's yeah. a blessing. Yeah. You know, and, and, and as uh, someone in recovery, you ask yourself, you know, why me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, all the times that I was partying and, and doing everything, yeah. you know, yeah. putting all these things in my body. How am I still here? Yeah. You know, and so it's yeah. it's more motivation to go out and help somebody. Yeah. yeah. You're great at mentorship. I was yeah, absolutely. That. You really it's are. so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And, you know, follow Lee Steinberg's lead, lead on that. One of the best mentors in mm-hmm. the world. He makes mm-hmm. every football player that he signs go through a mentorship program. I think that's awesome. And mm-hmm. teaches them how to be mentors mm-hmm. and teaches them how to be mm-hmm. leaders and give back. He every every football player that he signs has to agree to give a certain amount to their that's own awesome. foundation, mm-hmm. right? To help underprivileged children around the United States or wherever they choose. Yeah. And that's and, amazing. Yeah. And part of your recovery is clearly giving back and yeah. teaching others and helping others Thank and rising you. up so that's right i mean you know we without instruction oftentimes we don't know what to do mm-hmm. you know and, and in the entertainment industry and, and in sports and you know where, where there's just this you know magnifying glass not only on your life right but your you know your financial life all of a sudden now you go from mm-hmm. nothing to yeah, millions of dollars yeah and that'll show you who you are, too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, what you're not prepared oh. for as a kid coming from Indiana, uh, right? I mean, it's just who right. prepared you for that? No yeah. one. No right. one. No one. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, so that's, I'd I love to hear that, you know, yeah. to, like, hey, let me get you some instruction right away. Hey, let me pair you with, you know, mm-hmm. this person. You've been where you're going. Trust me, you need to have some conversation. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, we we are out of time. I want to ask you, is there anything else that you want to say to the audience and the world out there? Uh, any advice that you have for folks? Don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That was a big one for me. Really? Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't know how, yeah. you know, help is a phone call away. Yeah. Yeah. Check in with each other. Mm-hmm. Reach out to people that maybe you haven't spoken to in a while. Mm-hmm. We all need confirmation that everything's going to be okay. Absolutely. Despite what we're going through, you know, reach out and lift someone up. There's, yeah. We get so busy with our lives and our careers and all the things that we feel like are important. And of course, there is importance in that area, but yeah. we're here to help each other. Yeah. We're here to be of service and to try to. Mm-hmm bring out the best in each other. So I would just say, you know, just encourage people to offer a smile, Yeah. you know, give a, give a, give a hug, 
all of those things, the little things, I think, really add up to making a big life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, the other thing I'll throw in there really quickly, uh, talking about lifting people up and, and listening to people is, you know, in the last three weeks, we've had a black Miss, Miss America, right? Not Miss Universe, Miss America mm-hmm. commit suicide. Mm. And everyone thought, oh my gosh, here's this successful woman on ET. Here's this successful woman, Miss America, here or Miss USA. Here's this uh, woman who is an attorney. She's happy. She's thriving. She's doing amazing. And she chose to end her life and didn't, didn't reach out. We don't know. She may have, mm. but we, she didn't. She didn't make it. And and what we also need to do is just, like you said, listen and watch and take care of our friends and family. Mm-hmm. And if anyone out there is feeling suicidal, and last week in L.A., a huge producer ended his life, 42 years old, took his own life mm-hmm. while I was out there. And, you know, when we're feeling down, talk about it. Reach out. There is help on the other side. Mm-hmm. So thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you for being the amazing human being that you are. And one day at a time, keep it up. Thank Amen. you. Thank you. Yeah. And right back at you. I love the work that you all are doing. You're helping so many, so many folks. And anytime you need me for anything, oh, write a you. song for somebody. I, you got it. <laughs> I, you, okay. Absolutely. If someone wants to reach out to you, what would be the best way for them to reach you? Or, or your people. If he, I was going to say people. his people, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's not ask him for his cell phone. Well, I knew he wasn't going to give me that, but, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got amazing managers and agents and an incredible assistant. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I also have a, a multimedia uh, company called Community Culture, and we're on Instagram. Okay, yeah. good. Uh, so you can find yeah. some of the things that we're doing there on Instagram as well. So it's good. community, C-M-N-T-Y culture as it is in the dictionary.com uh, and also at, at Instagram as well. Excellent. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah. And for more information or to, to reach you, Dr. Flowers, how do folks reach you? I would say go to our website, jflowershealth.com. And I'd like to remind everyone watching or listening to us that there are numerous platforms to find our podcast, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Please share this episode on social media or with someone that you think it could help. Absolutely. And we remind you also that a clear diagnosis is key to the most effective treatment possible. Yes, it is. See you next week. Thanks again, Robin. Thank you.